1: No purchase necessary.
2: Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Real Short Box, a comic book podcast made for geeks by geeks. Congrats to the guys at The Real Short Box on 200 episodes. That's crazy. That's amazing. Congratulations, you guys.
0: Hey, this is Janet Lee Rodriguez. I want to say congrats to The Real Short Box on their 200th episode. Damn!
1: 200 episodes?
0: Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me there's 200 episodes of The Real Short Box? Hey, everybody. This is Josh from Frog Brewing. I just wanted to congratulate Donald and The Real Short Box on its 200th episode.
2: Hey, guys. This is Julio from We Could Be Heroes Comics. Just want to congratulate The Real Short Box on achieving the milestone of 200 episodes. Hell of an accomplishment, guys.
1: Congratulations on your 200th episode. 200 is a divine number, and The Real Short Box is a divine podcast.
0: Congratulations, guys! Half's Hot Sauce
1: uh, is proud of you, and uh, I tune in regularly. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in and listening to the Real Short Box. I mean, my God, two two hundred episodes! I'm I'm so we're so overwhelmed with uh, the response that we got from people. Just uh, you know, with the congratulations and the well wishes and stuff. Thank you so much, everybody, that's reached out to us for this two hundredth episode uh shocktober special podcast that we're doing right now. So thank you guys. We really appreciate it very much.
2: Unbelievable this is, brothers. Unbelievable. Four years and nine months, I remember when we recorded the very first episode. And it's we've come a long way, fellas. We had like what, a hundred subscribers at first, and now we're getting close to two thousand before you know we're getting close to two thousand subscribers. This is just amazing. I mean this has been a journey. I'm so honored to be with Jared, Jared, the defender of the common geek, the food killer of the anti-mask wearers, and of course, <laughs> the president and CEO of the Black Adam fan club, sir. It is an honor to have you here once again. Well, it's great to be back. I
0: mean, I, I'm i honored when I think of 200, the only thing I could compare this to, and I think you guys would agree with me, is Avengers 200, where uh, it's a Miss Marvel story where she gives oh, birth no. to her her son who, uh, I think, uh, got her pregnant with himself. And, uh, and I think that's kind of what, you know, if, if you were going to explain how I feel right now, that's how I feel. And, uh, I don't want to go into any more detail about that because then, um, I would
2: get confused.
1: Yeah. A lot of butt
2: stuff. Um, but a lot of butt stuff, and, you know, of course, it, but it <laughs> feels so right. It feels right. <laughs> And yes. you, of course, you, Donald, the Earl of Herbal Teas, the Bluest of Blue Beetles, the Air Boy of the o- Ohio State. I mean, you have led the charge. You were one of the people, along with Jared, on that one special night, came up with the whole idea for the Real Short Box. Could you believe we reached 200 episodes?
1: I mean, it's it's hard to believe, to be honest. Um, it's It's really hard to keep a podcast going in general, but to do it for 200 episodes for— you know, going on five years. I mean, that's kind of amazing if you think about it. And I'm, I'm so blessed to have worked with the two of you, uh, and, uh, and, um, <laughs> with, uh, Kim, who was, uh, who stepped up and, and really, uh, you know, stepped in to help us out for a while and Darren, who stepped up and, and has been part of the podcast and just, uh, all the guests that we've had over the years, some, mm-hmm. some really fun Uh, guests and our fans you know people like hakeem uh you know that and and evan and and those boys ricky and them that that really uh and sammy and bonnie professor mm -hmm. Professor chris turner maria and and Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: know who have really been wonderful fans and chris turner yes who said i love this so much i want to i want to be on as many times as i can be you know if you need a guest you know at any time you let me know and i'm there and like to have that it's just so, I'm so blessed, and I re- really appreciate everyone and and everything that we've had. Our sponsors, uh, geez, over the years, Spiros Heroes, We Can Be Heroes, comic books.
2: Splattered Frog. Um,
1: Splattered Frog Brewing Company, uh, Half's Hot Sauce, you know, wonderful, wonderful sponsors that we've had over the years, and, and all the people, and my wonderfully supportive parents that are pretty mm-hmm. much on every podcast. They've been wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, people. so you know thank you guys again uh we're here for for the the month of Shocktober. Kevin um you really didn't introduce yourself did you so
2: go oh, ahead Oh yes that's right I forgot to say that I am the grand master of the Jedi of and the Vulcan arts Dr <laughs> Kevin it is wonderful to be here and I yes and I I want to uh you know second what you said Donald it's been a blessing to be a part of this you know Jared and you and myself, we have a very special chemistry when we come together to record a pod. It's just something special. I was re-listening to some of the old ones from like four years ago, and I'm like, man, we got something going here. It's magic. At first, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into, but once we got that flow going and just three friends just talking it out, it just it's it's beautiful, man. It's it's really beautiful because I listen to other pods out there, and it's just like, woof, you know, there's a lack of chemistry, a lack of charisma, a lack of passion. But with you guys, it's all passion.
1: Yep, I mean, Well, yeah, and
2: I think
0: it all comes down to, I believe, is that we all have a genuine love for comic books. Most, you know, more, most specifically, but for you know, pop culture, geek culture, whatever the hell you want to call it, we all have a very, it's you know, it's it's in our DNA. It's our genetic makeup of who we you are. We live and breathe people. this stuff, Jared.
2: We live and breathe this stuff, man. Yeah,
1: fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yep. Yeah. Yep. And we always have this ability to pivot, like. Particularly, uh, I know Jarrett and I oftentimes will talk about this, that, uh, you know, we'll be uh, after first appearances for a while, and then it's like, oh, man, I want to go after, uh, you know, these random um, characters and these random stories, and then it's like, oh, this cartoon book looks really cool, it's not worth anything, but I still want it, and, you know... Mm -hmm. Like uh, you know, you with the uh, with your your Bob Big Boy's obsession, you know, and I'm
0: I'm looking at him right now. I got my whole <laughs> setup of uh, the the comics you got me. Nice. Got my uh pop figure there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And your and by, by,
1: by the way,
0: if, if by the way, if anybody ever gets a Bob's Big Boy comic book, one of the best parts is these were comic books that were given out at the restaurant in Burbank, and I and I think I, mean, I would imagine the uh, the other locations, but you could write in letters so kids would write in letters and these comics go back i don't know maybe to the to the 60s and they did not edit these letters at all (laughs) so they're fucking great like one kid will be like my sister beats me up what do i do and it'll be like oh i'm sorry your sister beats you up i'm I'm glad you love our cheeseburgers please come back (laughs) they're so great like oh my god yeah just just for those alone my Go brother's friend it. touched me inappropriately. Like, whoa! Yeah, and they they wouldn't edit it. They'd just be like, "Look, we only got so many. We have to put them in. So we, we need our letters."
1: Well, you yeah. know, our French fries will touch your soul. So
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, quite literally. Wow. You, you
1: know, what won't hurt you.
0: Our double double cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Come get a double decker or Bob's
2: Big Boy. That'll make you. That'll make you feel better, little Billy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we're we're in the month of October here. It's it's Shock-tober. Uh, it's it's basically the the tail end of the month. You know, it's like uh, really we're, we're, we're just tipping into actual Halloween actual the day of Halloween. We're tipping into it in just a few days here and I'm super super stoked for it this year because it just feels right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some really cool like fall days in September near the, near the end, which was super exciting. Um, we've had a few other like cool temperature days and stuff. And this is in Los Angeles, by the way. So it's just been super nice. And really, I haven't felt like this in a long time as far as like really enjoying the fall and the Halloween time coming. Uh, and I think I've appreciated it more, particularly because of the pandemic and what we've all gone through. And I and I think that that should make everybody appreciate things a little more, I would imagine. But uh, Absolutely. this is a special Halloween, so I want to talk a little bit about. Halloween comics and in Halloween movies and things like that just what makes you feel Halloween you know like oh. for example for me it's that crisp autumn air um it's the pumpkin spice everything at the store mm-hmm. uh, it's the fall beer selections that you get from Sam Adams brewery you know it's scented candles with cinnamon or there's brooms that you get that you can hang up that's just got got two of those whole. two of them yep well, for me, it's
2: that John that John Carpenter song. That gets me the Hollywood
0: And is it just me? And I've I've noticed a lot of people have done this, and and I'm I am a hundred percent for it, a hundred and ten percent for it. But as you said, we're we're just about to get into October. But I started technically with the holiday season, I think last week. And oh, and and i and i kind of started doing that with thanksgiving with thanksgiving to christmas too i'm like i don't even care anymore like if i can celebrate like a cool holiday longer and it makes me happy god bless it and halloween (laughs) especially i've already busted out nightmare before christmas we're already it's already happening like it's happening people
1: yeah definitely in september it was the same way for me i was basically what i was doing was uh you know, uh, already pre decorating and enjoying it. Like a lot of people, particularly this year, are doing that exact same thing. They're like, you know, September is now pre Halloween. Like exactly it, just it's you're right. Any holiday in September has now become the Thanksgiving of holidays. You know, it's you're like, right.
2: Universal Studios already, you know, in September, you know, remember they were already had the Halloween stuff going and so yeah, you're absolutely right
1: yeah disney yeah. was
0: pumping it already got the uh monster cereals going at target so yeah it's on i've already yeah. had a whole box of count Chocula, so yeah it's, <laughs> it's happening
1: <laughs> nice yeah this fall spirit i think hits us all and, and with that comes the the halloween comic books and i always look forward to uh now it doesn't happen every year but most years dc does a halloween special and in fact if i could find it i think i have one here Yep, I've got it right here. Let me get it.
2: Oh, going into the archives. There we go. I got it.
1: (laughs) It's called A Very DC Halloween. Now, I picked this up last year, and I've read some of it last year, and then I didn't read the rest of it. Because uh, DC and Marvel and stuff, they don't put it out super early all the time. You know, sometimes it comes like right before Halloween. And I wanted to make sure I had some stuff to read, you know, some stories and some fun ideas and stuff. So, um, yeah, I've got I've got some some D.C. shorts in here. I think let's see how many stories it has. This is a trade paperback and it wasn't originally published as anything else. It's like an original trade. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if you look at the. Uh, let's see if it tells me where the stories are, or what they are. I don't think it states it at the beginning. I don't think it states it at the end. But there's at least probably like 10 to 15 short stories in here. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's that's and, cool. And that's super fun. We've got Solomon Grundy in a story. We've got Etric and the Demon, Swamp Thing. We've got Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, John Constantine. We've got a some green arrow
2: one. Some Dead Man, I hope?
1: Uh, I don't see any Dead Man yet, but I'm sure there are some Dead Man. Like Shazam's in here for sure. Um, I don't see Deadman. Maybe he'll probably pop in, I'm sure. Oh, well, I but hope to
0: God there's some Eye vampire
1: Jesus. There's, two, there's two, green dot, dot arrows, vampire. two green arrows in here and a black lightning with katana, which is strange. Interesting. Yeah. There's a Robin one with Solomon Grundy. It just looks like a lot of fun. So, you know. DC's actually always been... I would say better
0: than Marvel with uh, celebrating the holidays because they yeah. would even do that with their like Justice League, uh, Justice Society meetups. There's always like they would always have like a Thanksgiving dinner, or, like a Christmas dinner together and stuff like that. And some kind of like shenanigans would happen and they would all, you know, have to team up and stuff like that. But they were always uh... and and then definitely like like themed issues for I don't know. I just remember reading old like jeff john's jsa and there'd always be like a themed
1: thanksgiving issue a themed halloween yeah.
0: issue Yeah, it was always cool i wonder usually like, cooked to turkey
1: <laughs> right yeah there was one with a turkey on the table i remember i think it was like an adam hughes cover or something it was a yeah, yeah, yeah cover yeah and it meant to it was meant to look like a norman rockwell painting all of totally. a, yes exactly you know yeah. justice society around the table eating a turkey dinner or whatever and, and americana cool. america i even have Right here by the by uh, my nightstand here, or I guess it's my coffee table. I don't know what you call it. Uh, a place where I set my books. Uh, it, uh, I have a vault of horror. It's collecting the first five issues.
0: Yeah, and- they've been re-releasing those and creepy and like in trades and stuff like that. And I'm like, I never actually read. I You know, I, I know the covers, like Old Tales from the Crypt and all that. But I'm like, I've never read these books because
2: I oh, was like, man. Sam. I was Sam from the Lost Boys. I don't you like horror miss- comics. You yeah. are missing out, uh, Jared. I was telling Donald about this. You know, I, when I would collect those EC books from the Comic-Cons. Yeah. Oh, man. When you actually read them, they're great stories. I mean, characters get their comeuppances. It's, well, it, it was it's good all, stuff.
0: All pre-comic code stuff, too. So, like, I'm, I would imagine yep. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, now you, Now, you as I'm them. older, I'm like, I, I am all in. I am all in.
2: Look, man. This is kind of stuff that you actually would show to your son when he's old enough. Or even a Madeline, for that matter. Because they can learn a lot, you know, learn a lot about the consequences of basically, you know, wrongdoing or sin. Well, I loved
0: I loved uh, the movie Creepshow when I grew up and that was based on a comic, right? Wasn't that based on? on uh, yeah, that was,
2: I think it think was based somewhat on EC comics. On in a way, EC way it, it, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like the look of it
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm all in. I'm all in for that. I was thinking, too, and I know there's been this whole thing and, we, you know, we before the show, we we're talking about this fucking Nuts, speculators and all that But And we have talked about it to death About the Midnight Suns and the whole Marvel horror scene mm-hmm, And I know yeah. there's been uh, uh, Some kind of They're obviously trying to hype it because they just they just Previewed a game, like a video game That's pretty much like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance Except it's Midnight Suns related uh, But they're obviously trying to Really set up that universe And I was thinking the other day I was like, the best thing they could do is a is a is a long running TV show. Call it Midnight Suns. and you could have stories with all of those horror characters. Whether they're teaming, I mean, like and I and you know I'll look at the 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 basis for all this, like Supernatural. That show, how many seasons did that go? Like a billion.
2: And like was it seasons? Fifteen seasons, seasons like that. guys. Fifteen, 15 seasons, seasons.
0: Oh, and goodness. people loved that show. People love horror like that, and I think better than these days at least. Better than just a one shot horror movie like a werewolf by night movie or a ghost Rider movie do a do a and like a full-on like not even anthology but like you know they could tie together and stuff like that but how cool would it be every week to see like uh one episode's gonna be werewolf by night or one episode's gonna be ghost Rider or uh uh you know hannibal uh hannibal king or something like that like any of these other guy morbius you know just uh, and you even get into the the weirder characters and stuff like that like the night shift and stuff like that but like how cool would that be to have a long-running Marvel horror show that's, like, done well?
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, something like that would be— yeah, I, I I guess, to a point, I think that maybe that's what they were intending with Hellstrom, but uh, it, it just didn't work out. But he's uh,
0: not even—you can't just rely on him because—I mean, let's face it, like, I always thought he looked cool, but— he wasn't like a huge character on his own in the comics. You know, he was well, always a supporting guy, you know, here's
1: the thing. I think that they saw how well Lucifer did for DC.
0: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: And they were like, shit, we could do that with Damien Hellstrom. Like yeah. he's like perfect for that. And then they were like, okay, let's see what ideas do we have? And, and then he just didn't want to come up with the exact same idea. So they created this different story that just, uh, I guess just didn't work and it didn't, it didn't uh, come across with the audience, so it just died on on the vine, you know, pretty quickly. Man,
0: I tried to. I've given all the shows, for the most part, um, a, a fair shake. And, and that one, man, as soon as, like, the main guy, like, as soon as Hellstrom came on, and he was just, in my opinion, terrible, I was like, I can't get behind this show if the lead is fucking god-awful, like... That's true. You know, I, I kept thinking, I'm like, whose dick did he suck to get this? And I, I don't want to think that way, but I thought, that way.
2: <laughs> right? right. Well, you know about the casting couch, uh, Jerry. You yeah. understand that there is the casting couch, you're I, saying,
1: I, You're saying the casting couch, not the Catholic couch, for those that are listening right now. He's saying, well, no, casting.
0: not if it's Hellstrom. I mean, no, no, no,
1: yeah, that would be wrong, right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that'd be dirty, yeah. So, uh yeah, we talked a little bit about Halloween and stuff, and in uh, you know this horror thing that's uh, kind of sweeping the the nation, so to speak, and especially in the comic book industry with all the onslaught of independent comic book companies' horror titles. There's been uh, fifteen titles, it seems like a month easy out from all these independent companies when it comes to horror books. And mm-hmm. I'm saying horror as in scary, not not uh, loose morals. So. Uh, We then want to kind of talk a little bit about our um, our love for comic books and what got us there and, and how and why. And, uh, you know, I, I know, Jarrett, you were chomping at the bit to, to tell a little bit about, you know, what kind of got you in and and what makes you love comics and, and, and you know, how that yeah. relates to your everyday life.
0: Yeah, we were talking about ideas and obviously horror was one. And then, you know, we were talking about, uh, uh, you know, saying like, let's have a universal theme for this 200th, you know, episode. And and to me, like like I said in the beginning, like all three of us and I think, you know, the others too, Julio and all them, like I have a genuine love for comic books and. You know, and and whether that spawned your love for toys uh, later on or movies later on or all that stuff, you know for me and for, I, I think i could speak for the three of us like comic books was the was the impetus for it all and, and i've just been thinking a lot about yeah like how where did my love for this cuz you know i'm 42 now i've been collecting comics since i was 4 years old i collected comics wow. before i could before i could read wow. um, and that was because my dad you know like as i kind of do with my kids passed that on to me and and he didn't force it down my throat by any means i remember we go to and this is gonna uh the more i talk these days the more i'm like why am i I'm like oh this is what it's like when you have that transition of like you're like i'm getting older because you're saying things that like just don't exist anymore but like he used to take me to the newsstand oh yeah and that's, that's on, many of those. And, and on the spinner rack was the comic books and I used to just, I could get, I didn't know Marvel from DC from any of that. I just knew cool covers and he would take me there and he'd be like, you want to pick out a couple comic books? And you know, but back then with their 35, 25 cents, whatever the hell they were. And like, you know, a dollar at the most for us. And then I would just pick out the covers I liked. And I remember I would carry around my stacks of comics wherever I went, you know, and obviously to the point where later on it, when I became a, a collector, uh, that wasn't possible. But I used to like if I was getting babysat, I'd go bring my comic stack, you know, with me. And and it was all, you know, my dad just kind of shared that with me. And it wasn't even like he just like just gave me a taste of it. He didn't tell me till later on. You know, he was one of those guys that had the uh, uh, the mom throw out there. You know, it was that thing of like, yeah, I used to have a great comic uh, collection then my mom threw it out. And he would tell me what he had and I'd cry because he was like, I had, you know, all the detective (laughs) comics and the first Justice Leagues and Spider-Man. You know, like every everything you could imagine. I was like, oh, dear God. And um, but and he was always very supportive of me, you know, in my comic collection. It just grew and grew until it became my own thing. And then I think, you know, as I got older, what I realized, like the real beauty that comics gave me, aside from just like escaping into a world or. Or the, the the beauty of the art, or the, the the wonderful stories, was what the lessons that I learned as a human being.
2: Your vocabulary or, improved.
0: Oh, my vocabulary! Oh, oh, I I learned about Greek mythology and Egyptian mythology and uh, all kinds of different topics because of DNA. Books. I learned about DNA,
2: deoxyribonucleic acid. The first time I ever heard of that stuff it was was in a comic book and, and in a GI Joe cartoon when we yeah, were making Serpentor. Totally, totally, yeah. For me, it was like
0: I think my comics were were a split between the cartoon because I was a huge and still am to this day. It's one of my favorites. Spider Man and his amazing friends was on Saturday oh, yeah. morning, oh, followed yeah, sir. by the Hulk. So like that, plus my dad introduced me to comic books, was my introduction to the whole world of you know Marvel. And then I watched Super Friends, of course, before I went to school. So I was always like a, a good balance of DC and Marvel. And mm-hmm. but I've just realized like the moral compass that comics can create in a true lover is like i mean because they're always moral lessons you know it's like or it's dealing with um guilt like spider-man or almost like ocd with that's what i always loved like i have ocd so like captain america was like when he was written by grunwald if you looked at those comics he was a complete ocd head he was like i have to be a perfect example for america but I, but I will also fight for the, like, if it's, if it's a uh, hypocritical, I will not do this. So I will go against the government. If I have to, I will, I, you know, like he was just like, how do I make the right decision? And I was always <laughs> like, yeah, that's all. I feel like that same way. And funny enough, I, uh, you know, a re- one of the big reasons I haven't been, uh, so, you know, in, in as many, uh, pods as a, as I've liked, or, uh, you know, I've always been there through, through the beginnings of, of the, of the, of the real short box, but, I, I went back to school and between parenting and, and husbanding and working and that it was just becoming like, you know, uh, I didn't have any time to do the, the live pod. So I've come, you know, I've, I've come on for a few and I will be back. I will be back, but I've been in school, Yee! but lately I was, I'm in my last semester before I can transfer from my undergrad. And I've just, I'm taking classes. I don't want to take like statistics and just, it's just been a maddening. I'm on this like final run, to get through this, you know, these hurdles, this gauntlet to get to, you know, where I can just study what I want to study.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I was in a dark period. I'm talking like yesterday, I was just like, I'm down. I'm, you know, I'm just hitting this like wall and I'm doing
2: good, doing really and good. And that's why we gave you some words of encouragement on, on, on your Facebook page, man. So, so you, so you can oh, push through and finish.
0: I, I got a lot of good, great from you, from everybody. Great words of encouragement. And then I got some great words of encouragement today from my friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Ooh. And this is going to sound corny as fuck. I mean, it's so corny, but it was one of those ones where I was, I'm like doing all this studying, I'm doing all this work and I'm reading some old Spider-Man books that I just enjoy. And I see this one panel in this old spectacular Spider-Man and Spider-Man says, facing a challenge when the odds are against you, when your head wants to quit, but your heart says, do it anyway. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. I'm fucking miserable right now. My head is saying this all sucks, but I know my heart's going to go do it anyway. And you know, I just thought uh, it was at, at 42 years old, collecting since I was four years old to still be inspired by these characters. It's just, awesome. I, it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. So that's you've beautiful, been the yeah. game
2: for almost four decades, Jared. That, that's that's <laughs> longer than myself and Donald. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's, it, But the funny thing is, yeah, like I said, I had them before I could read. So like there was one point where finally I'm like, oh I could read now. (laughs) I have all these comics. Cool. Let's
2: stories. So if I did my calculations correct. So nineteen eighty-three was when you first started getting into comics. With the
1: lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: But that was more just like I had them, but oh, I didn't. Okay. I just, like, as pretty, they might as well have been picture books for me.
2: Okay. Right. See, right. for me, it was 1987. That's when I first started getting into it. I basically got hand me down comics for my older sister. Oh, gross. And, yeah. And, 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 well, <laughs> I hate to say this, this this kind of true in a way because they're basically mostly Richie Rich and <laughs> a, a, a couple of Blue Devil comics,
0: Get and, Along Gang.
2: Yeah, stuff like that. And, you know, and obviously, she didn't take care of the books. I mean, they were mostly, you know, if I, if I, if I when I do go back east, I think they're mostly like in VG to like fair condition. I mean, they're not well kept. I'll but, never
1: talk to your sister again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, you know, your parents want to keep you out of trouble, give you something to do. So, you know, I liked, you know, I was going through the comics almost like for the pictures at first. And I remember the advertisements. They were very interesting. So I started watching the Star Trek cartoon on Nickelodeon. And so I noticed, oh, there's like a Star Trek emotion picture movie. And I realized it's like an old movie from 1979. And I was like, oh, okay, they have these. I didn't know they had that. So I saw the picture of the bald lady. i have never seen a picture of a bald lady before. So it kind of freaked me out at first. I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, what's going on here? This, is a, this poor woman. But um, yeah, that was like my first encounter. And then Transformers, I had no idea. I was a big Transformers fan with the cartoon. I didn't know there was a comic book. So I went to the store at the 7-Eleven or the little Quickie Martin in my neighborhood. And I remember there was a spinner rack and I saw Transformers. I was like, oh, they have a Transformers comic? Wow, this is cool. And then I saw an Iron Man comic on top of that. And I thought Iron Man was a Black man. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that Rhodey was just filling in at the time. I like, oh, wow, this is awesome. You know, this, 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 you know, this Black man is, um, you know, he basically has technology. He has like this robotic suit. Oh, man, I, I got to get this.
1: Kevin, really quickly speak to the fact that, I mean, it's it's hard for Jarrett and I to kind of relate to this because we're both uh, pretty white dudes. And <laughs> extremely, make, extremely. Make, I thought Jarrett was half
2: Filipino. Albino
0: Filipino. We, <laughs> no Filipino.
1: we <laughs> grew up with uh, predominantly white characters in, in comic books. Uh, how special was it to when you were younger to find a character like Rhodey, James Rhodes, that uh, you know, that's a black man, that's a positive influence, that's a comic book character. Was it seminal for you?
2: It was actually, it was, because obviously, unfortunately, you know, the stereotypes out there of how black men in particular are characterized. And just seeing an you know, African-American black gentleman. Is you know using technology, if he was building it or doing something with it in a positive way and just showing his intelligence, it was like, yeah, it's very inspirational, especially at the time I was and still am, you know, a nerdy type of type of guy anyway. You know, I like to read books and learn new things and and so forth and so on. So I'm into the academic stuff and intellectual stuff. So when I saw that. It really did inspire me. It really did touch me. And then, of course, I found out about Jon Stewart as uh, one of the Green Lanterns Mm -hmm. and, you know, know, I learned about all these other great characters, you know, Black Panther. So when you see that, it's just like, wow, okay, this is amazing. You know, they can take you places and inspire you to do better with with your life, to want to achieve great things. And that's one thing that's so special about comic books. I think we can all agree. It gives you a path to open up your imagination, to think about the possibilities, to make the impossible possible.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, For me, when I was a kid, uh, I, I, you know, my sisters, again, just like you, Kevin, my sisters had a couple comic books that they didn't care about. And and that was just in a bookshelf in the kitchen. And uh, one of them was uh, the A-Team. I think it was issue two or three. It was where uh, uh, B.A. Barakas, uh, Mr. T, was fighting uh, a sumo wrestler. (laughs)
0: I know that cover. I had that book. I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. Go on. Yes. Oh, my God.
1: It's a beautiful cover, and it uh, really draws your attention. So, naturally, I loved the A-Team growing up because, you know, I had the comic book, and it was on TV. And my sisters also had, believe it or not, they had a Ted Cord Blue Beetle comic. Uh, It was a modern comic publications reprint, uh, issue three with the Mad Men all over the cover. Uh, they had drawn on it in pen and you know, done circles and squiggles. Didn't try to draw on the lines or put any faces on anybody. Just graffitied the shit out of it with squiggle lines and, and circles and dumbass shit. Um, I, I just – so many loving, like, great moments. I remember when I was a kid, like Planet Terry. I just picked up a CGC 9-6 of Issue 1 of Planet Terry, and it's a cartoon <laughs> That's book. That's right. And that was one in like a three or four pack that my parents bought me when we went on our first family vacation in Florida. And uh, it was a Win dixie that we went to, and I found it on a spinner rack in like a pack. And I talked my parents into buying it for me and read it while I was, you know, in the back seat and we were driving and stuff on vacation down there. And so that stuck with me all these years. And now as an adult, I was like, wow, I would like to have that first issue because that was a really – fun moment for me you know so we oh. buy to our nostalgia very deeply when we mm-hmm. when we get older because we get more sentimental the older we get i feel like the more sentimental we really do get
2: it's it's, it's so true especially yeah. when you hear like a song from like the 80s or 90s especially the 90s where we're like teenagers and whatnot or when you're in your college it does take you back you start getting sentimental you start remembering what you're doing during that moment it's, it's very, it's very interesting. Oh, yep. dude, just, I mean, literally
0: this episode, you said that 18 book. And I was like, that was one of the books I had in just like my pile of books because I was <laughs> like, oh, I watched the Team, and they made a comic book. Oh, and he's fighting a sumo wrestler. That's fucking yeah, awesome. Like I'm yeah, getting that book. And yeah. that's how I would get books at that age. It was like the cover and what I knew from like a TV show or something.
1: Yeah. How you related it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that that was always there was always this relatability when we were younger and stuff and uh you know or if your friend had it you had to have it exactly. i
0: got a, i got a i got a good question for uh for both of you and and I'll answer myself as well what was your first that you can remember wall book you ever got cuz you know when you went to the comic shops when you were a kid that was like when you went to a real comic shop not like you know 711 or anything like that you know the cool thing was like you'd be like wow the the books on the wall these like sacred tomes of like older books and yeah. like they're mo- the the ba- main the main thing was they're more than the dollar 25 books like, yeah what was uh donald you go first what was your your first wall book you remember getting or
1: being able well, to purchase my memory's pretty shit a lot of times and and I can that to uh to drinking in my 30s but um <laughs> i would say what I can remember is uh, I didn't I didn't buy too many wall books because most of the shops I went to didn't have wall books. They just had them in the bins, right? So when I went to a shop in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, because I was dating this girl there, and mind you, that's an hour and 45 from where I lived. But I lived in such a small town, it was really like uh, – no offense to me to the ladies, you know, but like they were either taken or the quality of available women was not uh, to my uh,
2: specifications.
0: <laughs> just I just yeah. I just see some small town gas station worker going like, ah, oh, you're looking for a lady, huh? You want to go down to Cranberry, Pennsylvania? You want to <laughs> go down that ride to go find a nice looking fine... They there? got
1: them juicy women there in Cranberry. <laughs> now,
2: wait a minute. You said you... You live to not too far from some of those Amish uh, country towns. So, you know, there's some fine uh, looking Amish ladies. So I'm sure I didn't yeah, try to I, do
1: that. To be honest, I just didn't know how to date them. I, I, you know, I didn't know how I could relate to them. If I could be like, this is a talking picture box. And they might go, holy shit.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm
1: moving in with you now. Right. She's <laughs> a goddamn wizard. I didn't want to, you know, freak them <laughs> out or anything. So I, uh. I went the other way. Instead, I went to the bigger city. I went to Pittsburgh uh, and just outside of Pittsburgh is Cranberry. So I was dating this girl that lived in Pittsburgh, but uh, for a while, then she moved in with her aunt in Cranberry. So there was a shop there that I would go to when I would stop off and visit her. And they had a uh, tick number one. It was the white Mm -hmm. cover. And I think they had it for forty dollars and. I would look at it every time I stopped and I'd buy something cheaper or something else. And then one day I just said, you know what? I love the tick. I love this book. This is something that you don't see every day on, you know, a wall or anything. And I was, so I went up to the counter and I said, I'll take that tick book on the wall up there. And they were like, Oh, big spender. Huh? Oh, look at that. Wow. And then, you know, they pulled it off the wall and I went home with it. And, uh, you know, went to bed with it, had a great night, uh, woke up the next oh, that, day. Oh, you
2: know, that was not sound right, the way you said that. Yeah, mate, w- well.
1: Woke up, it was still covered in white. <laughs> yeah,
2: still, still white pages. Uh, so off-white off, off off white pages, I bet. Off-white.
1: Cream to off-white pages, Cream Kevin.
2: Off-white.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that would be probably be my first wall book, would be tick number one, that I can remember. That's
2: right awesome. Now. That's yeah. awesome. Kevin? You know, for me, I'm trying to think about this because my comic shop, interesting, I think I've told you guys, was the uh, the comic shop that The Wizard Magazine was based out of. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, Wizards Comics and, and Cards in Nanuet, New York. So I think the one, the first one I may have pulled off may have been the Infinity Gauntlet issue number one. Okay. Because, because one. you know, in 91, early 92, and going into 1992, it was a hot, hot series, the Infinity Gauntlet series, and, of course, the Infinity War series that came out the following year, so I believe that might have been the first wall book I may have requested to take off the wall, and they're probably charging maybe 15, 20 bucks or something like that for it at the time. Mm-hmm. But but I also remember you know going through you know the uh, you know the old back issues and seeing some old Captain Marvel books from the sixties where he was wearing that green outfit, green grayish outfit. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So I remember I was confused at first, and like because I actually got two books for Christmas that I was really wanted. One was the history of Marvel. And it came out about 30 years ago, actually. It was like 1991, I think, when that one came out. And I remember Les Daniels, I think that was his name, or not Les Daniels, I think that was his name, was the name of the author. And I think later on he did a DC history book. But basically, I love reading about history, about anything. That, that's Is that the one
0: with Spider Man on the cover? Yes,
2: yes. I have exactly.
0: Yep, yeah, I remember that.
2: Yep, so there was that one. DC came out one a couple of years later. I actually did a book report on, on the Marvel book, interestingly enough. Because, I was so into it, I was learning about the history of Marvel. How it was timely comics at first, and then became yeah. Atlas. So I was yeah, like, fast. Cool I was, I, I was so fascinated. But um, yeah, I was confused. I remember in that book, it had pictures of Captain Marvel. There's one reason that green grayish outfit. And there's <laughs> the other one where he's in that blue, red, gold star in his chest. I'm like, wait, it doesn't make any sense. It's to like Why's del- look, yeah. Yeah, why he looks so different? I saw Gene Colan did the original one, and Jim Starlin did this one. I'm like, what? I, I don't get it. But, you know, I started doing my research and figured out why that was and the power It's the of same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. So I was like, oh, this is, this is interesting. Son of a bad. bitch. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. What about you, Donald? I'm oh, sorry, not Donald, Jared, what about you? What was the first uh, wall book that you remember pulling off the wall for purchase? Mine is a two part because it was the same
0: place, but one was a gift of like wall books that I saw on the wall and that I got for Christmas. And then one was the one I got for myself. Um, like I said, like, sir, take that off the goddamn wall. Untape that. Un- <laughs> um, but they were both from the same comic shop. My local comic shop in San Rafael, California was uh, Ancient Dragon, it was called. Cool. And it's all dragon. yeah, all owned by the like, quietest nerd guys who like, like the the main guy who owned it was like, uh, like this, like anorexic version of the comic book guy. Like he was like ponytail glasses, but but quiet and not. Ni- he was nice. He was just super quiet and nerdy. Um, but uh, so for Christmas one year or a birthday, my dad got me. And I remember because I saw them on the wall and I was right when I got into X-Men. And he got me a X-Men 37 and X-Men 40, which were just two random old X-Men books. But I was just like, I just remember it was my first books. Like I'm like, these are old books. And it's like, it's not Wolverine. It's like the guys in the blue costumes. So it was like,
2: And Beast doesn't look like
0: Beast. It doesn't look like Beast. And, like, Angel, like, they're like, why are they wearing these costumes? And I thought those costumes were cool, too. But I was like, weird. Like, the, the issue 40 was, like, the Frankenstein cover. And I was like, I just remember thinking, like, they're cool. Like, I just liked having them. But the first book that I remember going in and going, like, I saved my money or I got my allowance or, like some reason I had the money to get it. it was probably like 20 bucks, but it was amazing. I was a huge Sandman fan and I love Sandman still and obviously spider man fan too. And they had an amazing Spider-man 19 and it had like all this stuff going on in the cover like spider man swinging through the cover and Sandman and the uh, the enforcers and human Torch was in it and I was just like, I want that book so bad. And I remember just going and buying it and just like cherishing that book. one of the few books I'm like, god damn when i sold my collection my first time like you you let it go oh no oh yeah dude i i mean my I, i i decimated my first collection aside from a couple books that i saved but like um in rebuilding though like there's so many books i've gotten that were like the nostalgia of like i remember how much that book and some of them aren't even expensive they're just like i remember how much that book or that cover made me happy you know
2: Hey guys, it's Bouncer. Now listen, I know that me and Donald got off on the wrong foot. But since then, we've let bygones be bygones. We sat down, we had a few beers, we talked things out, and we're good now. I just wanted to stop by, congratulate you guys on your 200th episode. Can't wait to get back on there with you guys, and here's to many more. Hey, Shabazz here, long time listener. Just wanted to say congrats to the Real Short Box podcast on your 200th episode. You guys are one of my favorite podcasts out there in terms of comic books. And uh, you guys have been in the game a long time. So long that you might want to consider changing your name to the Real Long Box podcast.
0: But the the Smackdowns were fun because I remember just literally trying to map out. You know, because you and Donald would pick some like some really solid good ones. So I'd be like, okay, you guys are going to do these like really good big characters. I'm going to do some weird random shit like i remember i, yeah, I know I the, grand, like, the grand lake
2: avengers or something like that great Lake like Avengers. The great, the
0: great Lake avengers versus the uh, legion of substitute heroes <laughs> and then and then i think another one was alpha flight versus the Soviet super soldiers i was like yes
1: yeah. yeah
0: and but it was so fun how we would like all three of us for our battles would like map out like and then like it was literally telling some like D story you know some dungeon master shit of like and you think
2: that's going to happen, but this is going to happen. Oh, yeah, especially with all the crazy plot twists we would come up with.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. absolutely. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, I love the Smackdowns. Uh, we did the superhero team. Remember that uh, there was one where I kind of uh, did a d- accidentally created the uh, the um what was it? The Red Goblin. Because uh, yes, we talked about it before and I was like, well, what if then uh, the Green Goblin, uh, Venom, uh, the uh, the symbiote that is on Venom jumps on Norman Oswald? And I said, then we get the, a Venomized uh, Green Goblin.
2: And, you know, yeah. someone listened, somebody listened, decided to take that idea and not not pay a royalty to us. Yeah.
1: Possibly. Or, you know, it, it's such a popular idea character both of them you know that i'm sure we're not the only ones to have thought that you know what i mean so that can be possible now at the time when when i was creating you we were all creating this character called the scarlet beetle
2: oh yeah we
1: were gonna call it the red beetle and we were at a comic book convention and we were with an artist and he was drawing it out and we were all talking about it that's suspect as shit for uh, seed comics then to come in in about six months later have a character in the comic books called the Red Beetle that looks exactly like our character, even down to the color of the skin of of like the basically the the uh, the ethnic background of the character was exactly the same as what we designed it as. It was just crazy. So I
2: sense I sense a conspiracy.
1: That one Obviously, somebody saw and, and did that and took our idea. But but this I could see somebody else doing, you know, and and, and just having a fun time. But, yeah, I mean, we did or or,
0: or there's Great. the, you know, how much I've hyped the fool killer. And then Jessica Jones uses him. And I don't even watch the season because it was just so bad.
1: How weird is that? Right. Like no one knew who the fool killer. Was. I didn't even know who the fool killer was, Jarrett. And you were so adamant that this character was so cool. You kept talking about it. And I went out and I bought the first appearance. I bought the miniseries from Marvel. I bought the Max series from Marvel. I bought, you know, so many comic books. The newest one that they did a few years back. I have almost all of the full killer issues. All the appearances. Everything. Just because you introduced that character to me. And I can guarantee you. Somebody listening was like, that's a great idea. I need to bring that character in. And they started to write it in.
0: Oh, God, they just, oh, man, I couldn't even, like, when I was like, oh, they're using the fool killer, I was like, cool, and then I started reading about it, and then I started watching it, and I was like, oh, they're making him just a weird guy, and he's not going to do any of the cool stuff that the actual fool killer does, and you guys, I gave it to you, I, I wrote the script for you, and you just didn't get didn't it.
2: Didn't use Come it. On. No.
0: I, I still think eventually somewhere, you know, because they're obviously getting to the point where they're going to start, you know. I'll be 90 and they'll finally do like the cool 90s uh, uh, miniseries, which I'm like, all you have to do is it's Marvel Taxi Driver and it's awesome. Just give, it, <laughs> give a guy who's got nothing to lose and he wants to clean up the street, especially right now with how, like, you know, what we just went through with the last election and the pandemic of like how people showed their true colors and blah, blah, blah. Like, who doesn't want to see a movie where a guy just has a gun that can just disintegrate people? Right, and just disintegrate fools, you
1: know. Like, and um, you know, like, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, a lot of people. We started out in our first podcast doing, uh, the history of Eclipse Comics. I believe it was our first ever podcast that we did.
2: That's correct.
1: And uh, after that, we did some other histories. Uh, our EC Comics one is a very popular one, and our Malibu, I think our Malibu. most our most Malibu. popular, yes, Malibu yeah. Comics. Both the video of it, where we interviewed the the writers, because we did the Malibu. Uh, audio podcast the history of they found us and they liked it and they invited us to interview them and then we interviewed them and then recently uh a, a author that writes a comic book for i think scout comics or one of those uh smaller companies he reached out to us and said hey i want to be on the show I really like it. I saw your episode uh, of Malibu comic books. I, I listened to it and then watched it and I really liked it. And I wondered if I could be on. And that like that's so cool that that little old us, you know, had some sway in things and it somehow worked out magically that we just because of one podcast that we did a long ass time ago, people keep finding us. And we keep getting uh interviews and, and fun stories and things with people just because of that, you know? Yeah.
2: Thank the algorithms. <laughs> right.
1: And I think it's important to note that uh we're we're almost, you know, we're basically a family. I you know, I can't argue that we're not. Um, you know, I love you guys like brothers. I do anything for
2: you. Absolutely. We're like and, triplets.
1: You know, yeah, and, and we we always have the best of times when we're together. And uh it's it's great to be back for this episode. And I'm so thankful for everybody that's listened to this episode. We're going to have to wrap it up here in about a minute or two. But I I just want to say again, you know, thank you, everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because of this 200th episode, we're doing uh, something very special. And uh, we haven't announced the winner yet. So um, you still have time to be in on this. I think it's going to be uh, going for another week where we are um, basically – we have a slabbed comic book it's a cbcs graded like a I think a 92 or 94 something like that uh spawn number 12 uh from i think 1993 if i recall the year sounds about right and it's the cool cover with the spawn logo on it um part of it anyway and uh it's a black cover you know the spine no spine ticks it looks really sharp really nice and that's going to be given away we're going to send it to whoever wins it's uh that uh, and so, you know, definitely like us on Instagram. Uh, follow the posts that we have up about the Spawn comic book. Uh, share and, and uh, you know, um, follow us. Tag uh, two of your friends. That's really all you have to do. Uh, or if, you, if you're not wanting to do that, just comment on our YouTube page or uh, on the Apple podcast page. You can comment there as well. And we'll take your comments. And we'll take down your name, and we're going to do one of those wheel, those virtual wheel things that we do, and we'll put your name in. And if you win, we'll we'll contact you and let you know. Uh, it's it's a super exciting thing that we're doing for our special 200th episode. We're giving away a slapped comic, guys, a spawn, which is very hot right now.
2: Absolutely. It's on fire. Uh, hi, guys. I, I, I didn't know you were here. I'm Todd
0: McFarlane, and I created Spawn.
2: <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Oh. Yeah, Mr. McFarlane?
0: I'm, I'm just sitting here, no shirt, leather jacket, uh, just making some McFarlane toys, and uh, you know things get really dark sometimes for me. But this is a light in the in the in the tunnel of Spawn, and uh, I just want to say I think it's really great that you guys are doing that. I'm well, going to go
2: back to making I'm going to go back to
0: making my toys. Oh yeah. wow! You know
2: Spawn. I hope you invite us to the 30th anniversary of uh, Image Comics next year, sir. I really appreciate
0: uh, it. Uh, I'm I'm Todd McFarland. I created Spawn.
2: Yes, yes, you did. Yes, yes you. you did.
1: Thank you, Todd, creator of Spawn. Uh, the Spawn of uh, Todd McFarlane, I guess, in in more ways than one. We appreciate that. Uh, so, yes. Wow. Just <laughs> guest stars galore today. Wow. This is crazy. Yeah, he just
2: showed up in my Prius. That was weird. He just, yeah. I know. I, you know that's kind of creepy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just rolls up to your Prius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, also, the, he, he wasn't kidding. He, he actually had a no shirt, but he still had his cool
2: leather jacket on. Oh man, these Canadians are something else, aren't they?
1: In in the way he was carving the toy, weirdly enough, it was with his teeth. So Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Not yeah. sure how that works, but hey, whatever. You know, whatever works. Uh any last minute things, last moments you guys want to uh say or share before we wrap this up?
2: Uh, I just go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I, I hope you know this is two hundred. Let's go for another two hundred and let's get our let's get more people to come and be a part of the brother and sisterhood of the real short box.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just want to say I love you all out there I love I love both of you too uh and uh yeah no it's been a blast um and and I'm looking forward to uh finishing this fucking semester and being able to uh to be back in full blast and uh be just raining down obscure uh uh comic stories that I think you should you should all read mm-hmm. um, love
2: I've, I've been holding back on some ideas, Jared, until you come back. So I got some exciting ideas that I want to share with you three once, once you're back into the fold. Full time. Uh,
1: really quickly, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are The Real short box on all of those. Uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms, basically. We're on Apple, Spotify. Uh, we're on Amazon. We are on iHeartRadio. Uh, you name it, we're on it. Uh, you can also find our live podcast every Monday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time on the Rumblespoon Productions Ooh. YouTube page. And uh, with that, if we don't see you out and about anytime soon, hopefully, someday.
2: We'll see you at the attractive, beautiful, colorful, delightful, and always elegant.
1: Comic Book shop all right good night everybody thank you Take care. thanks good night. again happy 200
2: 200 this has been the real short box we'll see you at the comic shop thanks for listening